Hello, I'm Damien Edwardson, one half of Art92 and the creator of the sci-fi wrestling comic, The Galaxy Grappling Alliance. Welcome to All Meant For That, a sporadic podcast series where I'll be talking to a selection of guests on an eclectic range of topics. And today's show is entitled The Art of the Review, an interesting subject, especially in a world where everyone can seemingly express their opinion at a click of a button. I'm fortunate enough to be joined by two experienced reviewers, and in the next hour or so, I hope to lift the lid on this often unappreciated art. Before we begin, I just want to say that as we record this episode, the world is in a strange place. A global pandemic and sadly some of the worst social unrest that we've witnessed for decades. There's no place for violence and discrimination in a civilised world. And as we seemingly slip further into the abyss, we must remember that although we're in dark days, we must stand shoulder to shoulder with those suffering oppression and hatred. It may seem like an impossible task, but to quote Superman, the son of Krypton himself, you are much stronger than you think you are. Trust me. I can only wonder what the end of year reviews for 2020 will look like. But hopefully someone will listen to this podcast, make some notes and at the very least do it well and do it honestly. I'm thrilled to be joined by two wonderful guests, both adept in the art of reviewing. Firstly, uh, someone who will be familiar to most of you listening to this show, one third of the Awesome Comics podcast, the writer of independent comic classics such as The Hall Chronicles and his latest joint venture, Atomic Hercules. He's a blogger, a podcaster, he's an Honest Review month owner, and that's been met with some interesting responses. I'm pleased <laughs> to say... Hello to the governor of Grot himself, Tony Esmond. I love that the two comics you quote are the Hall Chronicles and Atomic Hercules, and the Hall Chronicles is nowhere near the worst of the two. Yeah, but it sounds like it should be, perhaps. <laughs> An evidence of something I've done, I'm sure, but there you go. Yeah. And my second guest is none other than the editor-in-chief at Fandomonium.net. It's described as a dedicated proponent of all things geek. Also world hiking champion, who's walked from Mexico to Canada on a trail that I couldn't actually type the name of, so I'm sure she'll fill us in in a moment, from the top of the North Island to the South Island, New Zealand. Yes, it's a comics review of great repute and honesty, and I'm thrilled to welcome Claire Hemsworth. Hi, thank you. Um, and the name of the trail is the Pacific Crest Trail that runs from Mexico to Canada. Cool. I never thank knew you. you were the editor-in-chief, Claire. That's very impressive. Yeah, I'm not quite sure that, how that happened, actually. Um <laughs> It was, it was one of those things. It just sort of uh, appeared one day. You're like the I... Jim Shooter of that website. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. <I'm... laughs> so uh, welcome both. Thank you. I hope you're Thanks, both man. well. Um, obviously, we've just had a chat before and the weather's gone a bit grey and a bit rainy today. We're up, up in the lovely north. No, it's so, even uh... rainy in the south. Is it? And in, yeah. and in the middle. There you go. Oh, well, there you go. We've got a clean sweep then, haven't we? I've got, to take, okay. uh, I've got to take Sharknado out in a bit, and it's raining at the moment. That dog of yours is, is, cool is wonderful. Oh, he's just me a lot. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, though, I mean, you know, it's your reputation, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder who's going to be thrown the up It's not the first person to sink the teeth yeah. into, is it, Tony? Let's be honest. That's true, my friend. <laughs> that okay. night in Whitefield, you know what happened. We don't talk about it. 
So, uh, you know, just as a way of introduction uh, for you both, do you want to just give us a little idea about your backgrounds, um, how you got into reviewing? Because it's not the first thing that people decide to do. And, and more importantly, you know, why, why do you actually still do it? So uh, should we start with uh, with you, Tony? Oh, OK. Um, I, I, I've been a comic fan. I mean, I'm I'm in my 50s now and I've been a comic fan for sort of 40 something, 50 something years. And um, I don't know, I just... Um, I was buying comics and I was thinking about them and I thought I'd put it in some words. So I just started a blog. I suppose that was about 12, 13, 14 years ago, something like that. Um, but most importantly for me, it's kind of an exercise in writing, I suppose, in sort of expressing what I think about something. I suppose right. that's why I started it. Um, but I, I, I'm pretty rubbish online and stuff. So I didn't even like tweet it out or anything. I just used to write it and put it up. Um, kind of just sort of got some way in people reading it at that point, really. That's I think it's kind of the only reason I do it. I just um, I enjoy the sort of wordplay, really. That's how I got into yeah. it, anyway. Yeah. Do you feel you, you needed to share um, your opinion on something? Do you, do you think because you're a writer as well, that possibly as you're reading things, you, you, you felt the need to, to speak about it? Or yeah, was it that, part of the practice of writing? No, I think that's part of it, because I'd made a sort of series and done some anthology stuff with a friend of mine. Uh, in the 90s and he had moved to America so we, we, he wasn't about for us to sort of collaborate uh, and I, I wasn't really sort of linked in or hooked up online or anything like that or linked in with anyone so as part of wanting to be creative in the field of comics I suppose this was the easiest option since I can't draw so I think maybe that was part of it yeah that's a good point actually you know well you can draw and we've seen your drawings so I, I <laughs> you've seen me draw around I things refuse, refuse to accept that you can't draw i believe everyone can draw yeah i think yeah, yeah i'm not yeah i'm not anywhere near capable of drawing a comic strip put it that way yeah yeah so i think that was part of that yeah what about you claire moving on from me do you unless you've got another question <laughs> no no i was just gonna i was just gonna say that your your honest review month is um but we'll come on to that a bit later on okay man, it's, yeah. it's, it's, in, it's an interesting concept that and i think it's it, it probably touched on a few things about honesty that, that yeah. we'll hopefully get and, to during the show. So, and I, appreciate, you know, so I appreciate you asking. I'm not being in rude. It's just like I kind of do have an opinion that re- reviewers shouldn't be personalities in a way, I suppose, um, which is yeah. a weird thing to say, isn't it? Yeah. I, th- I think it's a, it's a discipline on its own. And I, I'm sure we'll talk about the same thing in a minute, if that makes sense, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> how did you get into review and what made you decide that you wanted to review things? Um, well, I started out with, I joined Fandomonium Network about five, six years ago now as a TV recapper and reviewer. Um, they were they were looking for somebody for a particular show that I was a fan of at the time. Um, and once I was on board, I started covering news and then I started covering conventions. And um, I was wandering around Comics Village at, uh, I think it was MCM Birmingham, and got accosted by... John Late, all comes back to him, um, and <laughs> discovered Brethren Born, and that was it. I was hooked, and he was sort of my gateway drug into the small press world. Um, I've always been a fan of promoting um, independent movies and things like that, so that's some right. of what I've done with Fandomonium Network. Um, just, you know, as a, as a fan, be it... Um, and a particular actor who's done a low budget movie that they, you know, they want to get some promotion yeah. for. I always been, that's, that's been a focus of mine. So when I found out that there was this whole world of indie comics 
um, outside of, you know, the, the big Marvel and DC. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Um, mm. Let's get involved in this. And the more I started reading, I thought people need to know about these. So that that was why I started reviewing. That's interesting. That's were, you a, were you a comic fan before? I was. Um, yeah. I mean, going going back to when I was a kid, I remember reading. Um, I had all the Thundercats comics. That was that was my <laughs> thing. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I'm really annoyed at myself now because as a child, I did dismantle them and put the posters on my walls and rip them up. And I don't <laughs> have them anymore. And I'm gutted about that. Um, and then sort of as I went through, I've, I've you know, dabbled here, here and there. I remember somebody lending me Preacher when I was at university and I thought, OK, this is a bit different. I didn't know there were comics like this. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah that, I mean, Preacher's a watershed for a lot of people, myself included. Yeah. yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I, th- I think that was that was the point at which I I started reading yeah, a bit a bit of of more grown up stuff, shall we say? Yeah. What was the TV show that you first uh, reviewed then when you, um, you joined Fandemonium? It's a show called The Originals, which was a spinoff of The Vampire Diaries. Um, right. v- very highbrow, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've I've always been into kind of supernatural stuff yeah um, and yeah that, that was what they were looking for at the time and Brilliant. it's uh it's grown from there nice. and the, the fact that you you're spreading the word about um independent comics and creators is this is tremendous because as tony and i both know there's people who dabble in that field just trying to get your stuff into people's hands is is yeah really difficult so that's fantastic just just moving on from that then Claire, do you, do you have an opinion about what makes a good or a bad review? And, and if you, you don't have to name names. Have you any got examples of, of, of either? Um, I think for me, first and foremost, I'm a fan. And I think that what makes a good review is the honest enthusiasm that a fan of whatever medium it happens to be. Um, yeah. That enthusiasm shining through because if you're trying to recommend something to somebody and you do it in clinical terms, they're not going to be interested. If they can see the passion that you yeah. have for whatever that thing is, then they're more likely to pick up that comic book or watch that TV show or go and see that film um, or buy what, you know, buy the DVD. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think for me, it's, it's that passion and, I think bad reviews um, are, are the opposite of that. They are either, you know, towing a particular line because they don't want to upset a publisher or. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Agree totally. Yeah. 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 Sorry, mate. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to no, no. throw my throw my agreement in there, Claire. I think there's <laughs> a lot of people out there who don't give bad reviews because they don't want to get taken off the comp list. Yeah. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> I was going to ask you that because I can imagine that it's very easy to get yourself almost ostracised from um, creators because they might not like what you say. I mean, have you have you, have you had that? I can't, I can't think of anything. No, I think probably because I tend to lean more towards the small press side of things. Yeah. I don't think I've, ups, I've upset anybody yet. <laughs> We're just grateful. Give it time, my We're friend. We're just grateful. <laughs> Yeah, I think most of us are just grateful for any kind of press. No, I, but, uh, I I'm, sh- I'm sure Tony has got some examples have, where he made, yeah. yeah. And I think the part of the problem is, is I'm a sort of, I'm a poacher turned gamekeeper, aren't I? So there's the slight problem in that is that um, I um, I started off my relationship with Nobra, who I now work for, 
by reviewing their books and going in and visiting them and interviewing Sam and interviewing some of the crows and stuff. And um, one of the reasons they gave me a job is because they appreciated my honesty in my reviews, which I think is important. And you hit the nail on the head there, Claire, with that when you said honesty is the most important thing in a review. I yeah. genuinely believe that. But I also believe that um, a reviewer should be an outsider in a way. I think you can't be the bloke in the pub with the with the writers and then taken away and writing a review of their comic. I think it is it's then tainted. Yeah, you know? that's that is very hard. Yeah. And I think I have I've, I've been taken off the comp list of a company because I reviewed their comics, honestly, and they didn't like it. And uh, I've though, not only a, co- a company, a couple of creators as well, where mm. and I think I think it's it, it's it's our responsibility to um, review honestly, I think it's the most important thing. I, I wrote down the de- if you Google what is a review, it comes up with two definitions: a formal assessment of something and a critical appraisal. It doesn't say just say nice things about the comic, <laughs> no. yeah, or and it also doesn't say just say horrible things about the comic, which is used to be a big thing, didn't it? it used to be a big online, especially a YouTube thing. It's sort of slightly slightly slowed down because I think we're such a small pool now, but. Yeah. I think that's important. I have got a list of things here that I think make a good review. <laughs> as, as you sent us the questions, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. If, should, should I go through it? Maybe. Yeah. You can ask please. Yeah. 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 Fascinating. Um, honesty. Um, uh, avoid cliche. I, I hate cliches. You know, not everything mm. that runs fast is frenetic. You know, not everything mm. that um, is done in widescreen is cinematic. Not everything. You know, there's all these different things that I think. We overuse phrases, and I think it's, it's, it's important to be original in your description of something. Um, um, be original in the way you write it. Um, I think um, here's an example, one I've given before, and, and a review that sticks in my head. And I like the um, the Gonzo sort of style of this sort of thing. And it was a guy wrote a review of Daddy Daycare, a movie by Eddie Murphy. I don't know if you're obviously a big fan of it, both of you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And he wrote the review as if he was reviewing a zombie horror film. <laughs> and it's just so spot on and so satirical yeah. and so funny that I remember this. And it's an awful fucking, excuse me, it's an awful bloody film. But um, he done it. He did it with such style and such yeah. um, uh, just a sense of humour. I just, I just love reviews like that. I think you've really got to be original in the way you approach stuff I, I, before we came on i mean I, I don't think you'll mind me saying is you said to me who would be a good reviewer to come on and it was and i mm. immediately said claire because yeah, i'd read yeah. read some reviews of claire's recently and, and they were totally honest and i, I, I yeah. and she, one review recently claire went well i got sent this review you know application <laughs> and it was uh, paraphrasing you here claire but it was a bit cheeky and yeah. it, and that was a lovely way into it and that grip that grabbed me to read that review and not yeah. because I thought, oh, she's going to be horrible. But I just thought there's a personality to that. You know, there's a and it's always a way to walk into a review. There's always a door that should open into a review. I did some some lecturing at a particularly poor uh, cartooning school a few years ago. And um, that's the first thing I say. Look, you don't just start it out with this is what happens in the story. You know, you've got to have something interesting to say about it. And and otherwise it's, it becomes dull. Um, yeah drill into it drill into what it's about what it what but what it's about beyond what it just is in the script what is it saying yeah. you know um there's there's always some metatextual stuff in adult comics and we we don't we don't put it on uh, you know we don't shine a light on it enough um mm. 
I got some someone reviewed um, one of my comics recently, and they said, look, it's, it is broad humor and it is funny and it is gory and stuff, but he's talking about you know society at the moment, and that's what I was trying to do. And I was so pleased that these reviewers saw past the uh, you know the, the dick and bum jokes that I put in there to see what it's about. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's it's no, and also know what you're talking about, know how a comic works, and know about um homage there'll be panels that are, people we, the first page of atomic hercules 2 is a homage to a hulk comic and that adds that adds to the enjoyment if you know that i know not everyone will yeah. but it's such yeah. obvious homage mm-hmm. you know it's just it's just us giving that little nod to bronze age comics and stuff yeah which is what it's all about yeah, and, it, and and there's something to be said for that i mean when i did the um, galaxy grappling alliance you know i kind of put a few for the old wrestling fans of the 80s and, and early 90s that are knocking around, they're probably around about my age. You know, I dropped a little uh, couple of things in there that people would get. You know, they'd, they'd recognise the uh, the kind of themes and the traits and, and yeah. some of the storyline lists that are in there. And at, at uh, True Believers, I actually had a couple of guys come up and go, oh, you know, I, this is from that and that. You know, and it, it, uh, is, okay, it is nice. And, and it's nice when people spot that because you do it in a way that you don't make it so blatant that if you don't get it it ruins your enjoyment to the level like you do where if you do get it it just heightens your enjoyment that little bit yeah, more i think so yeah I think so. It's, it's in, i'm just because that's that's put me in mind of um the most uh, i think it was volume four of afterlife inc um okay. there's there's a moment in there where the triumvirate of scientists go charging into battle and yell nikolai tesla in the style of Leroy Jenkins and being a World of Warcraft player since the beginning I just I lost it and I couldn't yeah. stop laughing because I and there's probably not too many people out there who would have picked up on the reference and I remember mentioning it that in my review and John coming back and being like yes you got it so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you spent I mean I'm sure you do Tony as well you spend ages trying to put these little things in there without actually making it look too obvious or too disjointed yeah, I think if it's too on the, the nose it, it breaks yeah. it up doesn't it yeah i think so yeah. it gives yeah. the circumstances but yeah um the, the other thing one of the other things i wanted to mention is reading a comic is an emotional experience if a good mm. comic and there and to be able to communicate that um I'll, I'll often read a comic all the way through and then go back and review it because i want to feel the emotional response that a reader would get from it and being able to communicate that in the right words from a good comic yeah. on a page you know is is quite something as well if you're reading a um for example in waves i think you've read it damien have you read it uh, i have yeah Claire? yeah i know um, no, H I absolutely adores it. oh I'll, I'll get you you're on the list so i'll get that sent out to you but it's, right. it's a hot it's a heartbreaking book it really is um and um to be able to communicate how it makes you feel is something that assists somebody reading the review in deciding whether or not they're going to buy it which is kind of why a review in a way why a review exists you know Mm. um but yeah i think that's important i'd be wary with that um about putting too much of your emotional response into a review though because uh, well for me anyway i don't really want to color somebody else's reading experience okay i kind of want to give them a flavor of what's going on um and you know tell them how i i reacted to it sure but i don't i don't want to put too much of my own emotional response into it so okay here's, here's just an example then see, see if this is something you put in if it's sort of the, the the sort of thing so i going back to in waves when i reviewed it i wasn't working at no brow so i'm not pimp i wasn't pimping it at the time but the um 
I read it and I wanted to finish it because it had grabbed me. So I sat on the bench at the train station before I got in my car to drive home and I finished reading it for 10 minutes. And I think that sort of thing says a lot sometimes, you know, mm. um, and that and that's that was repeated back to me by the publisher and by the um, and the creator as well as something like, you know, yeah. if it's that if it's if it's that in, uh, an emotional book that grabs you enough where you don't want to put it down i think it's i think sometimes that sort of thing i suppose there's oh, yeah. layers and levels and you know yeah you find a book does, exciting it, mostly people find my books disgusting so i don't mind them saying that you know it, it's interesting that though because I've, I've noticed there's been a bit of a trend um where i've heard several reviewers saying you know and i i i finished this book in one sitting it's like a 500 page novel and you're like, yeah. no, you didn't. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you, you really didn't. Because it's like the best will in the world. And it's almost become one of those, you know, you talk about avoiding cliches. Yeah, I think it has been. not, not yeah, in the way that you did. Because when you when you look at the book that you're talking about, you, you can do that. And it does draw you in. And because it is a visual medium as well, you know, a lot of the uh, the narrative is quick to read because it's, it's, it's as I say, it's, it's visual rather than wordy. Yes, yeah, the, um, the comics oh, version of I couldn't put it down, isn't it? It's, it's, a, yeah. it's an obvious go-to, I think. And I've used it, you know, I'm not saying I haven't, but, you know. Yeah. More and more people seem to be um, sort of super readers, which is I'm quite jealous of, to be honest. <laughs> Got um, the time. And, and just, just on a personal thing, a bad review, I mean, I, I one of the ones, and I saw one recently that I, I don't think is even a review. Um, it was literally someone just listing the contents of yeah, a, that's very uh, common at the moment. a yeah. comic, you know, and it was like the first first story was four pages by so-and-so and then there's three pages by so-and-so. And, and I'm thinking, okay, we get to the review in a minute. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a review. Like, yeah, you know, that whole, you'll see this because you... you <laughs> that's that's right. an advert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just... It's, it's like it may as well be the advert on comiXology or the page on comiXology just telling you what happened yeah. yeah and i'll be honest that's what got me thinking about this show because i was almost going to call it the lost art of the review um i think you're saying you said, i mean i i honestly don't think every comic is perfect in the world you know but there are some websites if you read them you might be conned into believing that every comic that ever comes out is perfection yeah um and i think that people people get told their comic is amazing they believe it they they can't sell it mm. they try and get a job with a publisher who tells them their comics rubbish they they can't believe that either because they've been told all these years by a reviewer <laughs> that they're just perfection you know it's like yeah. we're building up we're, we're building up um uh, an industry of people who, who can't take criticism um yeah and i, th- and I think it's hurting us I, I really do and i think that's true across a lot of entertainment medium okay. at the moment yeah. i don't think it's just in comics um oh, I, no. think, I think no. pretty much anywhere you look particularly in sort of tv and film reviews um if you look at them everybody and even computer game reviews you see so often now there's a party line that comes out and you you'll see it across the board you'll see the same headline on 15 different websites reviewing the same game right. yeah um, yeah you're thinking so you're just being paid to put out mm. a nice a nice wholesome review that's going to get people to buy the game um or see the film um and that's i don't think that's what a review should be i think it should be more um yeah it's a, crit- just it's a critical more, appraisal it's a yeah, critical, yeah that's absolutely. what it is. Yeah. that's what the definition we seem yeah. to have forgotten that I, I saw a quote from a guy called thomas Paine. you'll know he is you're a 
you're a, a political person, aren't you, Damien? Yeah. Uh, he's um, and he's he grow brave from reflection. So he's saying you, you, in other words, he's saying you, you get stronger by reflecting on your mistakes. Yeah. And yeah. I think you do. You don't get yeah. stronger by saying what? walking around with your your chest puffed out because someone says your comics like the best thing since sliced bread. You know, you only ever learn by doing things wrong or possibly, you know, not doing things as well as you could do, because yeah. that's how you learn and you grow in anything. You know, whether it's whether it's your personal life or your work life or your creative life, you know, I mean, if somebody does everything perfectly, then they're never going to grow. You know, and that's that's honest. That's the honest truth, isn't it? You know, you learn from yeah. your mistakes, is the old saying. And yeah. that's the same in the creative medium. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Every every know. other job out there, you have, you know, six monthly reviews um, to and yeah. you have your performance evaluated. So I think, you know, basically reviewers are serving that purpose for, yeah. for comics creators. <laughs> You're right. Excellent. You are right. Yeah, that was brilliant. That was good. good. I'm just conscious of uh, of time, obviously, and uh, and okay. I think that's, that's that's really interesting, actually. And and some of the things that you've mentioned, we'll we'll actually touch on a little bit further on. So you, just talking about, you know, um, what we feel makes a good bad review. I mean, do you, do you guys have a, a particular structure or a process that you follow for your reviews, or do you tend to do it more organically? I mean, from from the way that Tony described the review that you wrote, Claire, was that you know that doesn't seem like a, a sort of rigid process that you would follow of you know must come up with witty line to open review. You know, is it is it just one of those things where you genuinely go with your with your feelings? Yes, absolutely. For me, anyway, right. um, I'll usually. I mean, I have a, a bit of a a format that I try and follow, yeah. but it doesn't always work out like that. Um, it does depend on the subject matter. Um, it does depend on whether I liked it or not. Um, and also that review that um, that Tony mentioned, that, w- that was a difficult one. Um, <laughs> right. The, the email that was sent was ballsy, to put it mildly. Um, I think it started something along the lines of, do you want some comics to review? Of course you do. You're a comics reviewer. If you didn't oh, want God. comics, oh, you'd have opened God. a cheese oh. shop. And I just thought, all right, then. Um, and then it was a mixed bag um, that that they sent over. Um, it was it was four different books. And right. yeah, I well, <laughs> I think I was fairly honest. I, I tried was, not to be too scathing. I was cheering when I read that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God someone's honest in reviewing again. Yeah. Finally. They are, they are I mean, Gaz and a couple of other people, you know, they are. But, yeah, I was so, so cheered up by that. I thought it was a lone voice, Claire. This rise of the over-familiar introduction email, it drives me. I get <laughs> loads of them in work. Like, oh, can you do me a favour? It's the opening line of an email. And it's like, no. You know no, what I mean? It's just it's, Absolutely I, not. I can't believe that you would open an email line like that with, with somebody that you wanted to review your stuff. I mean, that's just like... I've had some hilarious oh. um, hilarious applications for review. I'll, I'll run, without naming any names, I'll run a couple by you. I had one that just said, review in it. That's one of them. Um, I, in it, you know, as they say in London. And yeah. there, or Ali G says. And um, the other one was... Um, I still suspect this was by so a, a reviewer, a certain company sent me some books and I, I didn't like them. I just didn't. It, it, I couldn't drag it out of my heart to write about them. I'm sure you've had the same thing, Claire. And um, I uh, 
and I just ignored it. And then I got another email from the same company written in exactly the same way with the same highlighted bits in red and the same little quotes oh. from a previous review of myself, but sent from a wholly different person. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I thought I'm being a bit snide. I'll, I'll investigate who this person is. I couldn't find them online. Didn't have Twitter, didn't have Facebook, nothing like that. It wasn't on the website mm. for this company. So I messaged back saying, oh, well, I've never, um, I don't think we've met. I've met quite a few people from your company. Um, you know, um, are you um, are you new there? Or, you know, it's all right. I'm laying the trap, as it were. And yeah. uh, he said, oh, um, I'm actually a writer myself, but I haven't um, I haven't finished writing anything yet. So I emailed back saying, oh, can I have a look at your website? Or are you on Twitter or anything? And he said, no, 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 I'm not on anything like that at the moment. I'm still sort of preparing my writing. And then I realized it was the same person just writing back to me again. Yeah, wow. I was like, it was. I felt like I was being catfished, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just that. At what point do people not actually think that you're <laughs> going to put two and two together? You know, I mean, it just doesn't. It, it baffles yeah. me. It I wrote back saying I, I reviewed it, and it, to, to be fair, it was pretty awful. And I, I reviewed it, and <laughs> some of it was good, some of it was terrible. And I reviewed it and sent it back. And in the email, I said, "Oh, here's the review. Um, thanks." And then I put the name of the actual person I thought it was, and they never replied again. <laughs> I don't know. I suppose asking for a review, I treat it like a job application. You know, in so much as you you want to give the people the respect to know that you're not messing around and that you genuinely would like somebody's opinion. I think yeah. if you go into it with this kind of half-assed comedy approach, then can you really take the work seriously when you're reviewing it? Does that not cloud your opinion before you even begin? Yes. Yeah, the funny thing, isn't it, the creator and the product, isn't it? I'd- I find certain singers, for example, completely and utterly annoying, and I don't think I could buy an album by them because I would be reminded in my earphones of them. And I, occasionally it's like that with comics, isn't it, I suppose? And then can you can you separate the two, Claire? Or? Um, I think I'm, I'm quite lucky. I've only attended a few um, small press conventions, so I don't actually know that many people terribly well. Right, yeah. Um, other than them sending me stuff for review so it's a more formal relationship i think so i it's easier for me to to separate that um i do i do think um i agree about sort of trying to separate from the the art from the artist sometimes it can be hard i've stopped following so many of my favorite musicians on twitter because i just uh, some of the nonsense that they come out with you just think why am i listening to you um so yes yeah. I, I definitely agree there of the modern world i suppose i've got it? one yeah. word to say there morrissey i mean <laughs> i've got two wonderful words meme. sam smith oh, <laughs> but there's a wonderful meme that appears on twitter where you know doc brown saying to marty you know you've got to come back with me you know, you gotta come back to the future. He's like, why is it the kids? He's like, no, Morrissey's a massive arsehole. And you're like, what happened? I mean, I mean, I love the Smiths and I love Morrissey's work, but oh my word, what what on earth has gone on there? And and you're right, Claire. You know, you you do have to just stop following them and and just you know go back to the old stuff and try and put it out of your mind. But it's a yeah. strange world, isn't it? I don't know what happens to people. I, I really, it's. I don't know whether it's an age thing. Tony can probably help us with that one. Or whether it's just, or people just genuinely, you know, when they're, they're famous or whatever, they just lose their, their marbles. I have no idea, but I think yeah, it's, it's probably, it's, in a lot of cases, it's betrayed. just a case of rampant, unchecked ego. Yeah. yeah. And they get the odd yeah. one like that in comics. There's the odd one, you know. 
I remember mm. being ter- like Chris um, Chris Claremont being awful to me as a 16 year old. You know, I'm like, oh, it almost put me off reading comics. There's there's a few egos out there that remain unchecked, even in the small press. I think. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird one. I, just quickly to address structure for me, I do for 80% of my reviews have a sort of a reasonable structure, which right. um, I was um, taught by John Freeman at Down the Tubes. He showed me this is, you know, this is a good way to do it. So it's yeah. credits um, and then um, a short so- summary of the story and then the review. And he said, that's good for a site. So that was uh, John, John's John's a class. I mean, he's an old Marvel editor. He knows what he's talking about. So I try and keep to that for most of them if it's something that i find particularly inspiring or i think will work in another way then i will go with it in a different way as yeah. well i think is yeah. where i do it yeah yeah that's how i work it's interesting it's interesting now because um obviously listening to the the awesome comics podcast with yourself and, and vincent down yeah. when you get to the review section it's quite interesting you say that that, that you have this because i've I, I kind of i don't know whether they used to do that anyway but they have a similar approach to reviewing has that come from from yourself tony if they, if they sort of seen that you know that, or did you say this is how you kind of structure uh, it or i don't think so i think i think it kind of makes sense i mean to be fair those guys i know we call it the recommendation but they bring out so many points in the books yeah both yeah. are really chewed down on it and there's some really good stuff interesting stuff coming out of it that mm. we we talk about and it's a discussion as well in a review way but the um, I think it just makes sense to say what has happened in the comic before you then examine it, I suppose. Yeah. In a way, in a verbal way, I suppose that kind of makes not yeah. always, not always. But I think it, sometimes mm. it's it's a good way to go to it for a verbal podcast, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And, and a lot of the time they're actually, you know, when you when you then read, because I mean, I've, you've, you've cost me quite a lot of money, you guys, with the stuff that you've yeah. commanded. Um, <laughs> but you, you never off the mark. You know, I'm not just saying that. I mean, it's true. You know, it's generally the points that you've raised are the things that that stand out. And it, you yeah. know, it's one of the few places where I think you can get an honest review. I mean, I know Dan particularly is rather uh, infamous for, <laughs> you know, for being a bit more, you know, instead of picking something you like, he'll just pick something that he didn't like. And, and yeah. you know, it's like buyer beware, isn't it? You know, yeah, I heard it quite it's, recently. It's refreshing it was... that. Yeah. I think so. I heard a quote recently um, that was, I wrote an article on it actually in one of the, the comic scene, in the fanzine magazines. And the quote was um, a podcast of the new fanzine. And before, when everyone, because now everyone thinks of zines as sort of homemade things about their cat or whatever, or, you know, but the, um, it used to be that a fanzine was stuff like Comics International and, you know, um, God, what else, Amazing Heroes or, you know, um, I wrote down a couple actually, fancy advertiser or stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was it was like a fan created um, Legion outpost. It was a fan created magazine about comics. And I think that's the podcast has kind of taken over. I think in yeah. relation to that, and to be almost like a magazine. That um, the Lakes is a magazine show, so it's a series of different articles. It's a bit like the One Show. They call themselves the One Show of comics, don't they? And I think they're right about that. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. So just on that, then, as we're talking about the structure review, do you, do you have in, in in mind how long a review should be? Do you kind of try and limit yourself, or have you got constraints with with where you you put your um, reviews, or, or is it fluid? You just go with the flow. Yeah. Did you kind of um, have a particular um, word count in mind? Because I've noticed on Never Iron Anything, you know, on the blog, that they do vary. That's what made me wonder about, you know, do you tend to stick to a particular? Um, I feel bad about myself if it's not if it's not at least 800 words right um i think 
the the only difference is that when I write it direct, I've got like one of those blogging apps I write it onto. Um, yeah. It doesn't give you a word count, but when I was writing it in Word and then transferring it onto down the tubes, I was I was always always wanted it to be at least that. It depends on the piece, though. You know, it really does. There's some that are yeah, um, absolutely some that I really really get into the nuts of um, uh, nuts and bolts. I mean, not not what you were thinking, Damien. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think sometimes you can go off on one, and I, you know, it's an indulgent exercise, isn't it? Right, and review. Yeah. I, I don't really care what you know. Well, what about you, Claire? Have you got? Have you? Do you have like a policy? Being the editor in chief, do you have like a, poli- <laughs> do you have like yeah, a policy yeah. for word count and stuff? Um, no, in a, in a word. Um, oh, particularly for for mine, um, it will just be however much I feel like talking about it. If it was something I really enjoyed, then I will probably wax a little more lyrical than uh, than with some others where I'll, it'll be more kind of brief and to the point yeah. um i mean as a the uh we use wordpress for our site so they kind okay. of have a a thing within their seo the search engine optimization where pieces have to be at least 300 words otherwise it starts yelling and flashing red lights at you okay. um yeah. but i don't i don't think i've ever done a, a comic review that was that was less than that certainly yeah i mean that's only a few paragraphs when you think about it it's not yeah it's not that is. much is it yeah you know, no. 300 words yeah. yeah it's interesting the only thing i ever reviewed when i was doing um creative writing at uh, in school and we had to review a film and to do in 2000 words and you couldn't be a word under or a word over it was oh ridiculous really they were so strict <laughs> And uh, the teacher didn't particularly like me very much. Um, it's probably because I led a revolt against it. Because we had a choice between studying Sylvia Plath poetry or John Donne. Oh. And she loved, she was obsessed with Plath. And I couldn't tolerate <laughs> it. And I led a revolt of like-minded people. And we, we demanded that we did the uh, metaphysical poetry of John Donne just to really wind her up. And um, she never forgave me. But I had to do a film review. And I decided to do something that might wind her up. So... I did a review on uh, Blue Velvet by David Lynch and she didn't like that and she refused to mark it and, and said she didn't understand it and told me I had to do another one. So uh, I did it on Pink Flamingos by John Waters. Is that the one where he eats poo? Yeah. Yeah. That, oh. didn't, that didn't go down well either, strangely. So um, not. yeah, she refused she used my pieces of work that were counting towards it. It was, it was that continuous assessment thing, you know, back back way back when. Right. And, uh, yeah. So I gave up my reviewing career there because I felt I was taking it too personally. <laughs> so if I'd have had this conversation, you know, many years ago, I may, I may have actually done better in my exams. So, uh, you know, <laughs> but hey, there we go. So just speaking of, of um, reviewers and, and things like that. So do you have any kind of favorite reviewers um, that you, you that maybe have influenced you? And, and it can be any medium because, you know, yeah. just because we're talking primarily comics, it doesn't mean that, you know, you, the, the style of your reviewers would, would be yeah. necessarily the same medium. Did you want to go first, Claire, or did you want to mention anyone first? I'm, I'm having I'm having a think. OK, shall I go and then while you have a think? Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, I've got a few. So um, comics wise. I've always enjoyed the comics journal. I think Gary Groth has done some good stuff over there and uh, along with some other people. And I, I used to really enjoy reading the stuff in there. Anything really like we talked about fantasy advertiser earlier and BEM and uh, that comics, even comics international had some interesting stuff around reviews. Yeah. Honest, honest again, back then. Um, yeah. I think there was some good stuff there. Tomorrow's does do some amazing, but I, I really enjoy a long for a long, a long form examination of something. So I've just picked up um, 
from Sequart. I've got the um, the British Invasion, which is a right. a huge book on you know the British creators invading um, what became mm-hmm. Vertigo and stuff like that. That's yeah, really interesting. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. from a point of view of so I read I like I like all that stuff and Tomorrow's. It, it, trust me, if you're listening to this, go and look at the Tomorrow site. They've actually got a big sale on at the moment, um, and they do really in-depth books on you know Carmine Infantino and Jack. They do this thing called Jack Kirby Collector and Back Issue Magazine. Yeah. And some really nice books. I've got a Herb, Herb Trimpey thing off them recently, and yeah, really nice. But beyond beyond comics, I'm a big fan of the sort of Gonzo stuff. Um, I like the um, the you know late 60s, early 70s, just you know dripping with LSD kind of books. Um, anything by Hunter S. Thompson. I'm, um, I've, I've, I find that I get um, r- like inspiration through reading non-review sometimes. So stuff like the, the poetry Bukowski, I'm a big fan of. Review-wise, um, there's I've just picked up and read a book of short pieces by uh, Martin Amis. I love Amis's work. I love the sorts of it. Um, just absolutely, just makes you a better writer. I think reading that sort of stuff. Um, Christopher Hitchens, not his brother, Christ Almighty, but Christopher Hitchens stuff sadly passed away some of his stuff i've just absolutely blows me i love these clear thinking guys i just love that they're able to verbalize stuff so eloquently and so well and yeah just write so well and i just i'm just blown away by these guys completely uh, and probably my biggest love in reviewing is lester bangs um whose famous quote is the first mistake of art is to is to assume it's serious which i just love um, <laughs> And he, the, the, if I recommend there's a, there's a few books of his um, articles from Cream Magazine and some other stuff that he did. You can pick up. As I've got a couple of volumes here in front of me. But the he's he goes in. That's how. That's why I always wish I could go in like he goes into an article. You you're kind of left guessing what he's doing sometimes, and he goes mm. in with this this approach into a review, and it turns into one thing, and then it turns into another thing, and it's it's a really beautifully put together type thing. Um, caustically honest at times but a man with great passion for records and music and stuff and um everyone remembers him from what's that movie he's in um about the band oh. that go on tour it's um, most famous almost famous oh yeah almost famous. yeah he's, everyone remembers him from that and uh, he can't that kind of is him but in a way he's very well played in that but i just i just think we need that and his he he treated reviews as if they were an art form which i think is important yes um yeah yeah they're, they're, that's my sort of little um go-tos i suppose you know yeah the, the tomorrow stuff is um is tremendous i mean when nice. you have a look on there because their digital sort of sales of books on there are amazing yeah. you can get some right. really good stuff can't you and they're, they're just wonderful aren't they i mean they're, they're, yeah you know it just takes you back to a different time but i do think as a, as a comics fan from being you know really small in the probably um mid to late 70s up to now you know, it just it's like somebody putting a an arm around your shoulder and sort of appreciating them with a different lens, as it were, um, because, you know, I missed some of that when I was younger. I ordered the book on George Tusker and I love George Tusker mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah, I know I'm an old, boring comic fan, but there's a lot we can learn from the stuff. There's a book on Mark Buckingham's art. That's fair. That's fair yeah. to date, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah, so there's some amazing stuff over there that you've got to remember your history sometimes. I think it's an important thing for reviewing as well. You've got to remember your history to be able to talk about what's going to happen in the future. And Yeah, yeah. there's some good stuff. Yeah. What about you, Claire? You got any favourites? Um, honestly, I've I've kind of dipped in here and there, but being fairly new to comics yeah. and, and reviewing, um, I've tried not to read too much 
um, and, you know, look at other people's styles because I don't want it to influence or I don't want to come off like a copy of somebody else. Um, yeah. I've yeah. had creators in, you know, over the, the last few years when I've been reviewing comics, I have had creators say to me the thing they love about my reviews is that I don't necessarily have that um, the same knowledge um, that, you know, someone like yourselves, your, your good selves have of comics history. I tend to come at it more as um, another entertainment format. So I, right. I tend to review it more in terms of I would TV or movies. So I've, I've tried not to kind of get too in-depth in looking at other people's um, reviews because um, I, I don't want to change the way I write. No, I mean, that, I think that's refreshing as well because there's something to be said by um, knowing a little bit of your history, but you also can take that too far. And I'm sure Tony might agree here where, you know, you you, be, you can become, I think, weighed down by history. And, you know, you need people with a fresh set of eyes and a fresh approach. I think what's most important for you that it's like there, Claire, is you need an individual voice. Yes. Yeah. And, that, and that's the most important thing with being a reviewer. And get, getting away from like I'm um, this you know crazy personality goes to you know who's always at signings is not not what it's about. You've got to be able to put some personality. And a, a review without personality is boring as well. You know you've got to have Absolutely, that singular yeah. voice. I think. Yeah. My favourite reviewer is it's John Irving Bloom, but you probably may have heard of him as as the alter ego Joe Bob Briggs. Okay. And um, he, he, if you've never read any of his stuff, I mean, his most famous book, which was Joe Bob Goes to the Drive-In. Um, and he's, he's from Texas and he, he adopts this persona of this redneck Texan, you know, and, and right. he reviews driving movies. And he's in real life, he's actually completely the opposite, whereas, in you know, he's a very well read and very accomplished reviewer. But he actually uses this persona to get that personality into his reviews and, and the, the, um, the brilliant reviews because they're almost like little mini stories themselves, but with a really, really accomplished review at the heart of it. Yeah, I like that. And, I like that. They, Bangs does the same often. Yeah. 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 yeah and it's just it's, I mean, I've reread that book loads of times it's basically just a, a book of uh, driving film reviews set against the backdrop of his his life. His, his made up life as it were and it's just it's just really really good fun and he's he's still still going now you know he's i think he's on shudder he's got a show on shudder quite a lot okay but if you've never read his work it's i mean it's not for everyone because he kind of rates films on you know the number of boobs and beheadings you know it's that kind of a, Me too. a thing you know. sounds like fun <laughs> and, it, and it, it is but you know if you go into it in the right frame of mind understanding that this is a character you'd really enjoy it if you if you picked it up and thought this is a real person um, you'd probably be horrified but once you get past that and you read the review honestly it's i'd recommend it to anyone to definitely have a look at oh definitely have to look Joe at Bob, that. He's, he's good fun he's definitely good fun there's, yeah. there's all different ways to review stuff and i think yeah. the the um, anecdotal story that leads into review is a really interesting way of doing it and it's dying out a little bit i think we don't see that as much um you I, who's that reviewer on radio two reviews movies it looks like a psychobilly Mark uh, Komod. Mark Komod. Uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not always a huge fan of his stuff, but I do, I do remember one where he, he reviewed the Keith Lemon movie. <laughs> he talks about. Have you heard this one? He talks about going in the cinema, and um, the whole review is about how he'd put his hand down the side of the seat and what he'd found. You know, like a couple of you know, old sweets, yeah. fifty pence and stuff like that. And I like occasionally that's refreshing to read that sort of thing. You, know, you can't do yeah. it every time, but you know, it's sort of uh, it's a refreshing thing to read sometimes. And I think. The verbal and the written and the, especially the YouTube review is uh, they seem to differ so much in style these days. The over 
enthusiastic YouTuber. Don't half get my arse, I've got to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate those kind of reaction <laughs> videos. Oh, oh, everywhere. Yeah. How did I know that something over-enthusiastic would annoy you, Tony? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm glad I'm sat down. Mate. I mean, <laughs> I'm all for being passionate and enthusiastic about reviews, but I think those YouTubers take it just that little bit too far. Well, it seems to be a too be any further apart, though. You know, it's like you can tell true passion and you can tell when somebody's just you know, got this stick on the smile. Yeah. Uh, and they're just shouting. To, they jump into frame or something. Oh. And you're like, oh, oh Christ. Christ. <laughs> well, in our age, Tony, you've got to be careful people jumping into frames on screen. Okay. <laughs> Who knows what could happen? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think the only YouTube reviewer that I actually enjoy is, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Red Letter Media. They do movie reviews. They're a bunch of middle-aged American guys who are usually drunk while doing their reviews yeah. and are caustically awesome. They are, I think, Tony, you'd probably quite like them. They have a, a segment called Best of the Worst where they review oh, oh. schlock 80s, 70s and 80s straight to VHS. Oh, oh my God. Why I'm making a note. What's it called again? Red Letter. Um, the company's <laughs> called Red Letter Media. Um, and they're they're definitely well worth checking out. I have to say, Dan and Vince have mentioned them to me a few times. I must get on it because I'm a lover of all that crap cinema from back then, or straight to oh, DVD. Video. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. That's that's fascinating. It's it's interesting, isn't it, when you you think about the style of reviews, and you don't always think about it until it sounds dumb, but until you actually think about it, because yeah. if you're enjoying it, you're just enjoying it, and you know yeah. and that that's why it's a different reading experience. I don't know about you, Claire, but if I'm reading for pleasure. Well, it's just different. So if I'm reading without reviewing, put it that, because when I review yeah. stuff, I get pleasure from it quite often as well. But the I read it in a different way. I don't. I perhaps take notice of certain things that I wouldn't have done if I was reading it just sitting down on the couch and reading it. Yeah. Do you find the same thing? Definitely. I think you mentioned earlier that if you're reviewing something, you'll often read it once through first, and then you'll go back and read it again yeah. as the review. And I I do that as well. I do it for TV as well. Oh, um, right, okay. I'll, yeah. I'll watch an episode through once maybe make the odd note here and there of my initial reaction to a particular scene or something like that but then I'll go back and I'll kind of watch it through again and I'll, I'll break it down a bit more and I do the same with comics as well I'll read it through first and then go back and, and do it a bit more in depth uh, yeah that's kind of what I do yeah occasionally I'll, I'll write down the creators on on my notepad just so you know I can get ready to type that out but yeah I do that I do that that's exactly what I do so if if somebody listening to this decided that they want to maybe get into the the art of reviewing which is is you know because it is an art as I think we've we've already touched on that you know everyone can have an opinion but an opinion does not make a review um, no. you know um have you got any do's and don'ts that maybe you think would help people be uh, honest yeah I wrote a list of don'ts. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the do is be honest, I suppose, isn't it, really? You can't yeah. you know, or learn to spell would be another one. Yeah, learn how to spell your. That's oh, the most important oh thing in the world. Oh, when yeah. H is this, she'll be cringe. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'll really off what we've already touched on, them, my, my list of don'ts. Don't do yep. it to be part of the scene. Don't do yep. it to make friends. Don't do yep. it to get free comics. Don't do it to get a, a name for being the sort of person who rips comics up. Um, don't just rip on comics and don't just, I'll use the word suck off. I won't say that. Don't just cuddle comics. Be honest about it. Yeah, yeah. that's my, they're my little, little list of don'ts. 
I think I'd agree with all of those. Thank you, Claire. I knew we were brilliant friends. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of which, I haven't seen you since New York, have I? No, we haven't. <laughs> it's so cool. Oh, I tell you. It's a different world. I'll be the world of a reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite remarkable that I had to go all the way to New York to meet a creator from the UK who I think doesn't actually live that far from me. Yeah. But we just <laughs> never seem to to manage to be at the same events over here. I think I missed you at Troops, yeah. didn't you? Were you at the last Troops, were you? Yeah. I yeah. Was. Yeah, I was I was I couldn't make that one. I think Vince and Dan said they saw you. Yes. Yeah, I stopped by and said hello. Good oh. I Good. was there. Didn't say hello yeah. to me. <gasps> I'm sorry. <laughs> I I will fix it next time, although that's gonna be a very long wait, isn't it now? It is. It is. It is. That I'm, first convention is going to kick off large, isn't it? Bloody yeah, hell! Yeah, I'm, I'm yes. doing a, I'm doing a show on the art of the con actually in a, in a couple of weeks, and I've got a couple of. Um, It'll all know, be cyber. We'll all be jacked into our brains by the time they get yeah. started up again. Yeah. Stuart's agreed to come on it from Troob, so uh, he's oh, one man. of the guests. That'll be yeah. interesting. Can, um, I, can I just say something else as well, which occurs to me from that question, if you don't mind? Dave. Yeah, of course. It's um, balance the subjective and the objective. I think yeah. um, there's only there's certain things in comics that are completely and utterly objective, you know, whether you can read the writing or um, whether it's spelled yes. correctly or whether it's printed upside down or not, you know. But I think the rest lies in the area of the subjective, I think. Um, and whether it's good or not often is based on your opinion. And I think as long as you balance them both, you can say something's yeah. too expensive. And that's kind of objective, isn't it? If it's 10 pounds and it's only 20 pages. Yeah. But I think you need to balance about the style and the storytelling and the storyline and the narrative and the dialogue and this sort of thing. I think in, to a certain extent it's subjective. So just balance it right. Don't be fully your own pissed importance and say, this is a rubbish story. You've got to balance it out and say, why? Yeah. Yeah. And like I say, you know, it is it is a discipline in itself, isn't it? You know, I mean, I think people think, as, as we'll come on to the next question, actually, is, uh, you know, in a world full of instant opinions, you know. Yeah. Do we do we think that reviewing is still relevant? Um, I mean, it drives me mad because you read things and you think well, that's just an opinion. You know, it's like to quote the dude from Big Lebowski, it's just your opinion, man. You know, and it's like it's great, but it's not really taught me anything. And and I tend to find them predetermined how they feel about something before they review it. Before they read it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a film can come out and people have already decided yeah. that it's either the greatest thing or the worst thing ever. And yeah. they will see that through, regardless of what the evidence might be, one way or the other. They will see it through. Films and about that, seems that to be, aren't they? Oh, yeah. drives me mad. And the I've, art, the, 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 sorry, Claire, go on. Sorry, mate. No, I was just going to say, I mean, obviously being into TV reviewing as well, I see this a lot with right. the fandoms that spring up, um, you know, for any and everything. And I think a large part of that sort of preformed opinion before you go into something comes from that kind of fan mentality where people seem to think that if you're a fan of something you can't be objective about it yeah yeah um you you have to praise it in in its entirety you can't possibly pick up on flaws which i think is totally wrong <laughs> yeah absolutely right well, i mean it's like a, anything in life that applies to mm. anything yeah exactly yeah, yeah. totally yeah yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, because where do you draw the line between having, uh, you know, I mean, th- we all have creators and things of different mediums we love. I mean, I love, you know, I, I love some of Frank Miller's work and I absolutely dislike passionately some other work he did. Um, you know, and I think you can be a fan of a band or a musician. And if you're the kind of person who says everything they do is wonderful, 
mm, it's not healthy is it you know yeah, yeah. From, for your question there man i think we i think we are losing the art of it i think yeah. um people send books out to get reviews um as promotion these days not as reviews that's yes. all i think it is i think people say i'll send this book out because they'll say they like it it'll get it'll get on this website or on this podcast and it'll get me promotion for my kickstarter that's coming or for my book that i'm trying to selling and they're not sending it out for review and when you write mm. back to them and say look mate it wasn't perfect i didn't like this about it here's the review um mm. they're surprised people, really I've, I've had some terrible yeah. reactions from people who seemed who who just thought well, were almost surprised that i actually took it apart a bit i get a lot just of people expect right, you to to like it that's it to fluff know, it so. and send it onwards yeah mm. but the i get a lot of re- requests from people i tend to do a couple of months at the moment from like people i know who said look would you mind just t- from a reviewer's i've taken it apart a bit for me telling me what you think but not posting it yeah i get that which is a strange request actually mm. um, yeah. i don't always do them because i just oh, to be honest i don't have the time often but the, I've done it for quite a few people and because it's not been put online and because I put it in a, a balanced way, you know, I said, I really love that last page what you've done there. I remember I did a guy recently and his, I said, look, the last page is just so beautiful. Could you have done the rest of the book and that? And he came up to me after and says, look, I'm, I really appreciate you doing that, man. That's really kind of you. I'm glad you didn't post it because, you know, it wouldn't have been great for sales. But thank you for, you know, taking it. Oh, it's a weird place to be. Yeah, it's it's weird. Weird place. that is but, weird. Yeah. I, I haven't had any of that yet. Hopefully that right, never so happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's almost like, you know, you should be charging a consultancy fee because that's almost what they're doing, isn't it? You know, it's oh, like, yeah. I wish there was money in comics these days. I've just for a major publisher, I've just done a load of work for them. I sent it off to them and they went, oh, thanks. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Outrageous, <laughs> isn't it? yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you're not neither of you actually getting paid for this. You do know that, don't what? you? What? <laughs> oh. yeah. i normally leave that to the end of the show so um, yeah. no, that, that, you, drew, you drew me a free picture of my bollocks once so we're, I'm in I, did. I did yeah. yeah i did i drew him from life as well Claire, so, you know. <laughs> excellent <laughs> but uh that's unbelievable you know but but then again is it you know wait <laughs> yeah. like... conversely by a man in his 40s i got sent this comic once and it was just the biggest bunch of baby talk i've ever seen in my life i thought <laughs> I, I turned down the review twice and said, look, and he says, wow. and he, he asked me to do it as well. I said, look, I don't, I don't really, really, I don't really think I've got a huge amount good to say about it, man. Are you sure? I was a bit pressed for time. So I sort of tried to weed out of it, to be fair. And, and he said, no, well, you said you wanted comics to review. Why didn't you review it? And he was very sort of um, mm. forthright, I suppose. And, yeah. um, and I wrote this review and I was, I bordered on sarcasm. I'll be honest with you. And, uh, and he wrote back and said, oh yeah. And then he wants to, he sent me another one. I'm like, Oh my God, it's just one of these people who just like, you know, sort of sadomasochistic. <laughs> Maybe he just wants a pen pal. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a nice so you've kid. You've got all this to come, Claire. Yeah. You've got all this to come. <laughs> oh, no. Well, no. to be fair, on that tip, I, I did Honest Review Month. Uh, I've done it a couple of years running now. And I got about halfway through and I ran out of submissions. <laughs> nobody was submitting to me. Um, where usually I'm just snowed under. But everyone thought... Oh Christ, he's doing that honest thing, <laughs> and yeah. and I, they dried up, which is why I started the podcast. One of the reasons I started that podcast mm, to yeah. review comics but, because but I just be wasn't honest, getting submissions. Yeah. There's playing, I suppose, devil's advocate there. I can I can kind of understand yeah, yeah. to a degree people's fear because I mean I I suffer terribly from um, imposter syndrome. 
you know yeah. and, 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 I, yes, do, and absolutely. I put everything into what I do and then immediately hate it usually you know yeah, yeah. and and to actually get something that I'm, I'm even willing to print out and talk about I would never have considered doing that a few years ago you know it's only recently that that um h myself have decided that you know wait listen you know let's let's just give this a go because we enjoy doing it but the review element terrifies me it, yeah and it doesn't terrify me in so much as um i think i'll never create again it terrifies me because i think i'd be i'd be angry with myself to think why didn't i think of this before i finished it and printed it and released it i think yeah. i'd be i'd be furious at myself it's, it's, it's a, a good, scary thing it's a good yeah. story for you guys and can i just tell you this quickly this story because I, I think it's, yes. it's worth i think you'll enjoy it i i, I produced a comic it got um it got in the hands of a reviewer who i made pay for it um because they annoyed me quite a lot and um and uh, a review appeared the following Monday, written by somebody else, written by a female, and not a male is the person I'd sold it to. Um, I checked the website, and that was the only thing that person had reviewed at that point in time. They weren't known on social media at all, and they slated the comic. <laughs> and I suspect, <laughs> I know it's terrible to say, wow. I suspect they made that person up to give me a bad review. That's quite wow. something, isn't it? Yeah. yeah but this person appeared on twitter with with one follower who happened to be the person who bought the comic um and uh once a year i messaged this person to say uh, oh i'd love to uh, get your insight on being a female reviewing comics and i still haven't heard anything back the plot thins it does <laughs> yeah it's a strange world isn't it yeah it wasn't, it wasn't you was it damien it wasn't you uh, no but it may have been demeanor my <laughs> uh, one follower <laughs> that's brilliant that's yeah. brilliant i mean that's that's been fantastic guys i've really enjoyed that and, and you know i hope people listening to this have, have, have enjoyed it as well because you know as, as i say you know i'm not a reviewer i don't i wouldn't pretend to review um but i do appreciate and acknowledge that it is an art form and to have have yourselves on who, who you know not only take this seriously but actually do it professionally and and it's wonderful just to hear you talk about the the, the craft and and some of the do's and don'ts but it's, it's also really interesting to get that that sort of other side of the life of a review you know because you, you're not trying to be everybody's mate fairness and, and honesty as we said so probably the cornerstones aren't they yeah it's nice yeah. to hear the way um, you do it Claire. it's not you, you approach it slightly different for me from me and it's nice to hear having come from that sort of tv world there's so many parallels aren't they it's interesting yeah. Almost like we're following the world of TV and movies, aren't we? We're sort of lagging behind a bit, and will we reach that point where that is what it becomes? Yeah, interesting. You're right. You can see people trying to translate, you know, the the film kind of techniques into comics, and it doesn't always work, does it? it doesn't always. No. Like, you know, and yeah. you, you kind of think maybe the reviewing will go the same way, where there are certain things you can, you know, you, you can do with a film or a TV review that might not work with comics, but. You know, I'm sure. Well, Claire seems to be managing, so maybe I'm just talking yeah. absolute. Well, I, I had that usual. chat with Adrian, who's Adrian, who's a quite a well-known um, storyboard artist, and we talked about the difference mm. between storyboarding and um, comicking because comics are movement, and what happens between the panels and what happens between the scenes in movies, it's all different, isn't it? It's a different medium. Yeah, it's a different mm. delivery system, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think so, um, and I think probably TV movies are. A little easier to consume for a lot of people particularly you know yeah. now when there's so many other demands on people's attention 
you know, I'm I'm guilty of it. I'll sit watching TV and I'll be playing on my phone as well, you know, scrolling through Twitter or whatever. Yeah. Um, and maybe doesn't have quite as much of my attention as it should. Whereas when I'm reading a comic or reading a book, that has my attention. Yeah. So I think exactly. it's yeah, it's got point. more work to do. Um, yeah. You can't to, look to... up and not be reading a comic. You can look down from a TV and still be engaged with it, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, good point. Mate. You can yeah. still hear what's going on. People are yeah. talking. You kind of get an idea of of what's going on, even if you're not actually looking at the screen. Whereas if you look away from a comic book, it stops. Yeah. Interesting. So I've got one last question that I didn't okay. ask you previously, but I want to throw it in at the end. So Ooh. if you could choose one thing to review, it could be a book, it could be a comic, it could be a film, TV show, anything that's out there already. But if you could be the only or the first person to have reviewed it, what would you like to be able to go back into a time machine and review? Oh. The Matrix. OK. Interesting. Yeah. Can I can I say the rise of a comic? I'm going to say first comics when they first started out. So Badger, Nexus, E-Man, that revolutionary wave yeah. of that came out of them. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And mine, predictably, would be Star Wars. So, okay. You know, I, I often see documentary of people, and I didn't see it till a little bit later on when we had a Betamax video. I think it was about 1980. Yeah. But I, I often think, you know, if, you, if I'd have been old enough and savvy enough to be able to sit and review that, because it was such a cultural shift at the time i think that would be the one i would choose yeah it's interesting yeah, probably do what a would you, terrible job of it what would you have <laughs> made of it that's that's the really interesting thing about reviewing especially comics because i don't look at any other reviews before they re- review them is do people agree with me sometimes i find that interesting you know afterwards yeah. i'll have a look and then people say this is the worst thing i've ever read and i think i quite like that actually you know it's like that yeah. Funnily enough, that review that uh, that you mentioned of mine, yeah, I saw somebody else. I can't remember who it was now, but somebody else had reviewed two of the four, yeah. and um, were full of praise for them. And yeah. I just ah, sat there thinking, me. oh, Are you reading really? what I'm reading? Yeah. Did we yeah. read the same books? <laughs> Probably the moment, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you guys, and that's been that's been absolutely superb. I've really sure, enjoyed it. Um, yeah, thank I, you for having us. No, it's been it's been great, and and you know I hope people listening to this will enjoy it as well. Um, do you want to just tell us where people can find out a bit more about you and and links to your socials, things like that? So, um, Claire, do you want to go first? Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter. Um, the website is fandomoniumnet on twitter and my personal one is a little bit trickier it's kiara cobb c-i-a-r-a-c-o-b-b um you can find me there okay and tony um yeah i'm, I'm off twitter it's annoying me um i'll be back on there at some point s-o-s-e-z-o-h-y-z uh and never on anything if you put never on anything all is one word you'll get uh the podcast the blog and the big cartel pimp my books um and the awesome comics pod which is my sort of our sort of weekly addiction that we've been doing which will be five years next month so there you go wow wow yeah it's too crazy men uh, <laughs> yeah well you make a tremendous team really <laughs> they're good do. lads love them to death yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and uh you can find out more about me at uh art92.com uh, the socials we do have personal links but if you go to um, instagram art92 facebook art92 and twitter art92 we have to keep it the same because we're getting old now and <laughs> you know it's hard enough remembering to put my pants on the mind trying to remember my bloody twitter handle so um yeah if you want to find out more about the work we're doing and what's coming up and and 
if you're interested in, in this show and you've enjoyed it and you want to listen to more, I've got more coming soon. Um, as I say, topics such as the art of uh, movie posters, which Dan Butch is coming on. Um, nice. That's going to be interesting. Uh, art of comic covers, which I'm hoping to get a uh, rather famous guest onto there. Art of podcasting, art of Kickstarter, things like that. Um, got quite a few people lined up. And if it's if they're half as interesting as tonight's been, then uh, you're going to enjoy them. So thanks again to my guests. I hope you've uh, you've had some fun. And if you want to review this, then make sure you give it five stars and tell us how wonderful we are because nobody <laughs> wants a bad review, do they? And that's the end of the show. I'd like to thank both my guests. They've been absolutely brilliant. Tune in next time. We'll be talking about the art of the movie poster. So until then, goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from Tony and from Claire. Bye. Bye.